Come over to our crib and we'll play a little FPS. Welcome to Channel Massive. We're gonna take off all your clothes, girl. Welcome to Channel Massive. We're gonna take off all your clothes, girl. episode 113 of Channel Massive. Hopefully you did it legally this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. All you pirates out there now that downloading we're, now our that podcast we charge, illegally. Now that we charge $10 per high quality episode. <laughs> no doubt. The date is November 19th, 2009. No, 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 And this episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo Hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want, and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head on over to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo Hosting needs. And enjoy yourself while you're there. That's true. I had to throw that in to personalize it. Just bring like it home. Chat all you want. I need to bring it home. Yeah. Yep. And they have like servers that can support like a hundred, over a hundred people. I think. Can you imagine that? I mean, on on a like if you were rating or something. I just don't understand. Awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, I understand how it works, but the just the communication itself. You'd have to like tell people just to shut the hell up on the channel for a while just to get something done absolutely <laughs> there there's that would just be too like too much static going on all at once anyway yeah, I, I don't know that that's just one of like <laughs> one of my concerns that i would have just having that many people on the same ventrilo server i guess they you know, I guess it's because your guild splits off into those little sub... Yeah, yeah. Sub I mean, could so. you, like, have, like, sub-channels? I don't even oh, yeah. know how that works. Absolutely. Yeah, you can have all these different like, sub-channels. Okay, this is our, like, rating channel, and then this Yeah, this is, this is our... like our... Or if you're split, like, Alliance and Horde, or, you know, Chaos and... Or right, Destruction right. and Order, you can... They still do defeat. that? They do? Construct, you know... The, the oh, that game? Destruction and Order thing. What was uh, that game mind. called? <laughs> So I thought it was going to change the way we did public quests, but in any case. Anyway, we are uh, Noahless in Denver tonight. Yeah. Noah, Noah decided that his his cold was a little bit too much for him. Yep. He's right now. He's sitting there with a with his bonbons and wearing his fuzzy bunny slippers. And his little dog dipping, Toto. with his little dog on his lap. Yeah. Dipping into his giant oversized Kleenex box as he blows his nose. Yeah, and we all know he's watching like uh you know, marathon of desperate housewives. Yeah. Occasionally stroking his neck beard, pondering mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. great and deep thoughts. Anyway, we will we'll definitely miss him this episode. Um but we've got a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about what we've been playing. I think Mark and I will probably talk a little bit of uh, Dragon Age, I think. I think it'll come out. It'll probably come out in the woodwork a little bit. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit of the email and tweets. 
like we always do, and then we have a a very huge week in gaming segment that we'll we'll get into. We'll, a we'll discuss discuss things like uh, Star Trek Online. Sto. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some Natal rumors. We'll talk a little bit of the uh, oh. You know, more stupid, weird gaming stuff, just like like we always do. Just like old times. Just like old times. <laughs> uh, Here's to old friends. Now. Tonight is kind of special. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all this and more on this episode of Channel Massive. Let it be low and brow. Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. The beer will pour. Must say something more somehow So tonight, tonight, tonight Let it be low and brown Alright So Noah, what have you been playing? Oh, I've been it's playing been so some TS games <laughs> <laughs> Noah's not here, I keep forgetting Damn it No So I guess, you know, it, it, the, the segment could get really boring Because Mark and I never provide anything really interesting in this segment, but we'll try to do our best. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, so, Mark, what, what did you decide to delve into this week? So, Noah gave... Noah had a Batman Arkham Asylum for his Xbox 360, and then he got a video card that gave him a free copy for the PC, which he handed over to me. Oh. Well, you know, I don't know how I should feel about this. Well, because he didn't talk to me. It's because I specked out his system, so I felt beholden. Fucker. There was also a bit of a popularity contest involved. <laughs> well, now I know how Noah feels about me. You get the copy of Batman. I, I get nothing. That's just great, man. He's, he's we'll, gonna give we'll talk you, about this he's, later. He's Noah. got a Brock Lesnar keychain for you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Uh, so how uh, how did you like uh, Batman? Well, it's pretty much ruined me as far as playing Champions Online or City of Heroes. Ah, because meaning that it's like everything you've wanted in a superhero game and, and, more. and more. And it's really intuitive. The combat, you basically, you know, you get the person in your sights that you want to hit, kick, or pummel. And then once you do that, if you're close enough, you actually hit, kick, or pummel them when you start to press your, your keys. Right, and so it's like... Yeah, there's no... You know, the, the controls are real intuitive. There's not... Yeah, and it makes sense. Even know? though there's not a lot to them. Yeah. I mean, while it doesn't seem overly complex, kind of like, like how... The, it's like... It's maybe kind of like how Assassin's Creed handled, handled yeah, all their stuff. It's where, like... It's like if, where you like press one button, but it does like all sorts of things depending on like how you're angled and. It's like the iPhone of superhero games, you know. <laughs> right. It's just got this really good way of system of, you know, figuring out what you're gonna do, and of course the graphics are awesome, and it you know it does something you couldn't do in a in a in a MMO, which is super slow mo for you know particularly good things uh, like yes. when you body slam someone or. So, that's good. Plus, there's the story. You know, it's mm -hmm. got a good story. It's just not. It's just not fair to compare a single player RPG to an MMO. But all right, it and it's not know, necessarily an RPG. It just makes it really hard it's just, to. It's yeah, really it's good, really yeah, just a good, good shooter. And, 
Yeah. A, good you know, action. I guess you'd call it a shooter, except you don't really shoot. You kind of throw your batarang around. But, <laughs> right. But um, then later you get some, you get into some stealth stuff, mm. which is cool, and you start to swing around from, from things, you know, use, using all the gadgets, and you start to unlock new abilities and different ways to body slam. And also, the way they did this Batman... Like, this Batman could kick any of the Batmans in the movie's asses. And as far as Adam West <laughs> including goes... Cl- including Christian Bale? Even, yes, and even the George Clooney one with the, with the butt <laughs> shot. So, so, yeah, this Batman... Wow, that's a powerful Batman. This Batman's Batman. fairly menacing. Like, it's actually really funny, because you're taking the Joker into down this elevator into Arkham Asylum, and the lights go out, and everybody panics. And then when the lights finally go on... Like Batman, this Batman has the Joker by the neck and is like, you know, got him in a death grip. And you're like, oh, I guess it's okay if the lights go go out. Batman will, you know, takes care of stuff, you know. Right. So that I've been playing that. I I've been playing um, Dragon Age a little bit. Oh, so you got Dragon Age? Downloaded with, uh, that with Steam, do, doing the like Steam that? thing. Awesome. Yeah, talking cool. to friends on Steam. Um, so that's been really fun. I really, I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing the mage thing. So. I got to ah, go into too. the got to go into the fade and I picked a mage and, and enjoyed I really enjoyed the way it starts I won't ruin it but I, I really like it really gets you going um, it's kind of bringing back memories fond memories of of Baldur's Gate but even more fond memories of Neverwinter Nights which I actually finished so uh, <laughs> one of the last games you've ever finished yeah which was really a really good time I right. really loved Neverwinter Nights and I to, to this day. Don't know why I didn't play Neverwinter Nights 2. The only thing I think is my computer was outdated at the time, and I meant to do you know buy it later. And then of course this game came out, and it's kind of hard to, to go mm. back. So been playing that, and then um, desktop tower defense went social. Oh my! And god. And so uh, no. If any if any of you listeners know are are on my Facebook page, I'm sorry, but you probably got a thing saying, <laughs> "Play desktop tower defense." Mark has challenged you. So. Uh, yeah, you'll probably smoke me, but anyway, trying to trying to get that going because it's uh, it's pretty interesting. You won't find me testing my weak skills against yours. I'll just invite friend. you every day. I don't really care if you play me. It's just the more well, people okay, I, it's a pyramid I, I don't scheme. Log on every day to Facebook. So. Like I get these coins for every person that starts playing it, so I just am trying to be at the top of the pyramid. So that's my. So what you're saying is it's a it's Amway. Yeah, so desktop it's, it's Amway a desktop defense. Amway defense. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to buy some cleaning products in bulk? And would you like to get your ass kicked at desktop tower defense while you're it, at you it? You can do it all. Uh, um, anyway, that that's been pretty much the sum of my my gaming. Oh, cool. a little bit of League of Legends. Well, I mean, that's a but you know overall that's a pretty good variety compared to me. What and yours has been just mine has been strictly Dragon Age Origins. How many hours do you think you have in that? I don't know. I, I like it's an eighty-hour to completion I, game. Well, yeah, it is, but it could be longer than that. Just kind of depending yeah. on on what you're doing. I, I seriously I have no idea how long I've spent in it. Probably too long. Do you dream about the point. interface at night yet? <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I do you like. I want Does to share more say of my something thoughts and you about hear... it, but I, I I do have a review that I'm I'm going to oh, put cool. out fairly soon. I'm hoping. Well, I, I keep saying next week, but I kind of I, I I didn't get a chance to play it as much as I wanted to this week, um, or else I definitely would have finished it. But it you know I I just there was just too many things going on. But I'm going to 
I'm going to get it done. It's going to happen next week for sure. Um, I will talk about a couple things. You know, me, my my problem. I you know, I'll just discuss some of the problems that I have with it right now. It's it's that Bioware does a great, fantastic job of telling you a story, telling you a story, and there is so much lore that they shove down your throat. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll offer up, like, these codexes that you can read through that have, like, all sorts of information about the land that you're in oh, or, yeah. or the religion that, that you know, is, is you know, you know this culture's religion or, or a particular how figurehead. And, yeah, or, like, you know, how magic works, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's that side of it, and then there's also the dialogue. Which runs like a freaking, you know, million dollar, billion dollar blockbuster movie, where it's all voice acted. You know, you you'll sit there and you'll you you might you might just talk to some random NPC on the street and and he may just say, you know, oh the you know the blight is so horrible, blah 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 blah. You know, he may just say that, and that's the only thing he says. Or, or <laughs> if you encounter the right NPC, the deep dialogue tree, then you'll encounter this huge dialogue tree that will take you like five minutes just to get through the whole dialogue tree. If you, I have if fourteen you children. To. My daughter's yeah. name is Shirley. My son's which name is all, which you know, which is all well and good, and it's all very well done. It's not like the voice acting is horrible or anything. It's all well done. It's just that Bioware has been caught in this trap where they choose to tell you a story as opposed to show you a right. story. Right. Which we and then that's starting to drive me nuts. When we had our when we had our pregame show, you were talking about how how in Fallout Three they showed you or you experienced the story. And right. In this and one, and I think the example that I used in Fallout Three was how uh, the Chinese invaded America. And, and all that, and and yeah, they there there were some texts, you know, involved in there. You know, you found like memos, or you found like audio transmissions and stuff like, like that. Like supporting documentation, but, but not, yeah, not like. But it wasn't like they shoved that all down your throat. You got to experience it. You got to see right the results of just that little part of the story. There, it wasn't like you know there was like this entire lore about it. You know, where they explained, you know, all the events that led up to it or anything like that. It wasn't any long, drawn-out, boring thing that you had to sit through for a while. You never felt like you were, like, a passive viewer to all this. You just, it just all happened, you know, and you experienced. And, you know, and in fact, one of the downloadable content packs for Fallout 3 had to do with the Chinese invasion. Right. Um, But they did it in a different way. Right. So they presented the story in a different way that way. And so you but in in Dragon Age Origins, you know, they figure, oh, you know, it's a brand new IP. We're going to shove all this down your throat and we're just going to tell you how it all happened as opposed to letting you experience it yourself and showing you it. Yeah, it needs the whole uh and needs the old the old caverns of time approach from from Blizzard, right? Yeah. You need to see, you need to experience, like, the, the, the culling of uh, Stratham or something. Right, you know, and it's just, God, it's, and, you know, and don't get me wrong, it's very well done. It's all done in typical oh, yeah. Bioware quality, 
you know, there's they they spare no expense except for the fact that your main character doesn't talk. But that's an entirely and, and, different gripe. And that's the big evolutionary that's the big evolutionary thing that that um Tor's supposed to have, right? I, I mean, don't know. I think from the cut, from my if I'm, I'm remembering it right, so. in the cutscenes that I've seen, doesn't the character doesn't your character actually talk? I, I hope so. I mean, I know I, in Mass Effect, in Mass Effect yeah. Two, I, I think your your main character Shepard. Yeah, I think that's like the actually new, talks finally. You know, instead of with just full voice acting, backpack is full. Said in six different possible voice variations. <laughs> right, you can be snotty. I just you I, can be. I, I don't know. So that yeah, that's another gripe that I have. It's just there's. It's not a horrible game. It's not a bad game, in my opinion. I oh, mean, it's a good it's game. It's a good game. It just has a couple of... It's just, you know, it's it's a game that's... It, it's, like, stuck in in, in in the past in some ways. And, and, and it's stuck in a lot of weird design decision ways that I, I'm really not sure that I agree with, that I think that... that that they need to move on from. Well, I'm not as far into it as you are, so I don't feel really armed to argue that point with you, but I am feeling getting a lot of good nostalgic feel out of it, like it's reminding me of oh, good times sure. I've had playing like Baldur's Gate or Icewind Dale or Yeah, there's no or doubt about definitely that. Definitely Neverwinter Nights, Neverwinter Nights. So, I'm really I don't know, for me it's kind of got this cool kind of reminder of my whole core gamer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thing which is right now I feel pretty far away from <laughs> so it's that it's very therapeutic I for me you. but I'm not you. into it enough to argue you know I feel like I have an argument but I don't have enough experience to <laughs> take you on come yeah. on Mike <laughs> yeah it's like one Bring guy sh- on. one guy shows up with a pocket knife and the other guy's got like a, I got a, a AK-47 yeah. and a box of ammo so yeah but but it's cool that you're... Well, maybe next week. Maybe by then I'll have... We'll be able to debate a little bit more. I will, we've reached hour number four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's a good time to get on with the uh, email and tweets. And now it's time for... chimes in he loves us but he wants some more fallen earth love he says just wanted to say you guys do a great job on your podcast my favorite by far flattery will get you everywhere Ron (laughs) Uh, you should look into making an iPod app of your podcast gamers with jobs did and it's real cool so what so we can have our iPod app pirated (laughs) yeah right (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just saying. They just do charge. Saying. They charge like a dollar ninety nine for their dollar ninety nine for an app, but they'd all just pirate our app anyway. But it, so it does look good. like you can you can do some cool. St- it's pretty cool, like what they've done. Mm-hmm. I I was gonna download it and try it, but I recently had a my my bank canceled a whole string of um, credit cards and debit cards. Wow! Because they felt that the something about the algorithm that they were generated with had been compromised. Some some part of the 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 key and so i just realized i have to redo my my itunes account because i have i switched credit cards really and uh so That's anyway i haven't scary. downloaded it yet but i wanted to look into it to see you know what it was but huh. i don't i think the odds of us putting our time into writing a ipod app are uh, uh yeah. fairly 
fairly slim and none. Slim, slim right to none. Um, <laughs> because it took us like a year to reface our website. <laughs> that's, so, a good, <laughs> so, that's a good point. That's and, a good point. Uh, then we invested uh, quite a bit of money in our recording equipment, and it didn't work the way we wanted. So we, we're probably just going to spend most, most of our time trying to just keep... Most of our money is going to gonna go to me... I don't know if you realize my it, but face and, it also and it also buying t- beer. Yeah, it takes us about five recording sessions to do one podcast because we usually erase and it a lot of point. beer and a lot of beer. And that's probably there's probably a combination in there that that indicates and since what we the problem have is. One sponsor right now. Yeah, all the money basically is spent this podcast. Now, right if here. any if any listeners are really good iPhone app developers and want to dedicate some spare time to making it happen for us we'd be happy to to jump in there um but anyway uh as far as fallen earth yeah and goes, he says keep up the good work how about some more love to fallen earth well we do have a uh we have a beta key that they uh that they graciously sent us but uh, we have to play our game of shortest straw to determine who will be the one right uh unfortunately it's good it's going to take us a little bit to get to that review uh, so it, it, it's coming. Yeah. Trust me, it's going to come. We're gonna. One of us is going to delve into the world of fallen earth, and we're going to get to it. It's just it's it's going to take a little time to happen because we've got some other things going on right now. But it's in the cards. We will do it. It's definitely in the cards. We have been paying attention to it. I played it in the beta. I so. did too, just briefly though. Yeah. I I was like I was able to jump in for like a like a day or two. Yeah, but. We do That's need not to, enough for me. We'll to, give it more love. To give it the love that it probably deserves. Uh, J.A. wrote in. Just asking. <laughs> he talked about Legend of the Seeker. <laughs> ah. So a few episodes ago, I remember someone mentioning whether or not Jason should give Legend of the Seeker another chance to win his heart. Um, Legend of the Seeker is based off of Terry Goodkind's Sword of Truth Loosely. series. Loosely. Loosely. Yes. Um, I was wondering if you ever did check it out uh, this last Saturday. Since I had a day off, I noticed the entire first season was on Netflix. Instant download. I decided to take up the challenge on your behalf. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hadn't read anything about the series, only with only the exposure being the commercials on television. Laptop in hand to play Ion. <laughs> Does anyone <laughs> ever just sit and watch TV? ADHD. I, yeah, he says, I made it through the first nine episodes. Damn. The highlights so far. Kaylin, the hot confessor, is in every episode. Zeb, the wizard, gets his geriatric groove on with a middle-aged, <laughs> a middle-aged hottie and is generally fun to watch. And finally, episode eight features tight leather-clad Sith-like chicks called the Mord Sith, who, no joke, torture the Seeker with a ten-inch long by one-inch diameter black cylindrical object. That would be called, called an Ajeel. Ajeel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I've been watching, I've watched every episode. Often, oh, Mark, you often, have not, often, really? It's a, it's a secret pleasure of mine, oh. but I've seen it all. I've been watching season two. Oh. Uh, the casting of Kara was well done. She's quite hot. Is she? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty Does cool. she look like you had envisioned with the... Yes. Totally with the the ponytail, the big old braid, and, yeah, and the braid. But then yeah. they like one of the more sits like she gets kind of on the outs with them, and one of them cuts off her braid. 
And so now she has this, this like the crazy like right, right, hair, right. but she's quite quite hot. Uh, not that that's the whole point of watching this show. <laughs> it continues to so it helps, though, be I'm so sure. loosely based on the books. It's just aggravating. Yeah, you know, it's just it's if See, that's what drove, you know. I I only watched like the first two episodes, and that's what drove me nuts. Like right off the bat, I was like, this isn't even anywhere close to what I. I knew ha- what happened. Well, yeah, it's like they can't, and then that's why I couldn't watch it. That's why I think I'll have a hard. T- that's why I have a hard time watching movies that are based off of books that I've read. Yeah, like the only one that most people have ever agreed on was palatable was the Lord of the Rings, right? Where well, no, sure, but even, even then there were some creative liberties taken. But, you know, it wasn't so bad that where you were like, "Fuck this shit! I'm walking out of this right here." The ring rates actually have, you know, better. No, it wasn't <laughs> right. that, wasn't that I bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't so bad to where you just... But this is way off. I mean, they... Yeah, they're, they, they're like... The way they're doing it, he, they may never actually reveal that he's, you know, got, like, magic abilities. Like... They haven't figured, they no, haven't figured that out no, yet. No, so far, he's just the They haven't seeker. figured out that he's a war wizard. They have, they have like, they've mentioned that, well, they... they I don't want to go on in, in, into it. It's just <laughs> aggravating. But they've—they're just, you know, he's just this like kind of dumb, well-meaning swordsman, as opposed to the smartest guy in the room, which right. is what the books make him out to be. And I'm sorry, but Kalen—is it Kate Kalen? Kalen, the confessor, the mother. The confessor. the the chick that they cast her as. Mark Mark says that she looks really good. Just. Normally, normally, but when they goth her but, out like yeah, this, yeah, when they goth her out in the in the in the series, she looks too plain to me. Well, yeah, I, I think it's just it's not the when I when I envisioned Kaylin the Confessor, I always envisioned her as being just like, you know, you you just stop where you're at. Yeah, and, that's and how you, they describe you, her in the books. You were like just totally blown away by her beauty. And when I saw her in the, in the TV series, I was like, uh, no, I'm not getting that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, what are you going to so, do? So, no, I mean, uh, yeah. So to, so to answer your question Jason, I'm downloading it now. No, I, I, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen two, the first two episodes, and then I stopped watching right after that. So I can't really comment any further. I just, I was, like, so horribly disappointed. Oh well. Well, there's always uh, you can always watch old Battlestar Galactica episodes. <laughs> yes, yes, true. Anyway, I, that'll do it for our email and tweet section. If you have a question for us, you can reach us at mail m a i l at channelmassive dot com, or you can always follow us at our Twitter feed twitter dot com slash channelmassive. Uh, you can also hey you know email us, send us a Send us a postcard. Audio be quaint. <laughs> or a postcard, yes. That, that would be great, too. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Give us a ring. Come on by. Hey, Jason, what time is it? It's time for the Week in Gaming! What's going on in the world of MMO news this week? 
That's what we all want to know. Well, we'll talk about a game that we don't really talk about all that much. Much. I mean, seriously, we, we rarely mention it. Dork Fall. Oh, wait. No, Dark, it's Dark Fall. fall. <laughs> Come on, Mark. <laughs> Give it the respect that it deserves. Dark Fall. That's right. There you go. Thank you. Appropriate. Thank you. Dark Fall. Um, we got two little news bits. First, uh, Dark Fall has introduced a community publishing program. Uh, they started a program to reward their player base for doing a great job promoting their game. After all, who knows Dark Fall better than its players? Uh, so they wanted to create some kind of uh, way to repay uh, people who pimped their game. Uh, similar to how EVE Online kind of does it, I think. Yeah. Uh, so what you can do oh, um, is become part of... We're going to have to be active subscribers to make money off this. You have to become a subscriber to make money off of it. I don't think we'll make enough money to pay for the subscription. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. So anyway, if you are a current subscriber to Darkfall Online, you can um, make 20% on all Darkfall client products. Uh, you don't even need a website to participate. You could just get a link that you could share, probably via email, to, to all your friends. Uh, there's uh, an assortment of community publisher banners that you can use on your website or blog. And top community publishers will be offered higher commission rates uh, for sales. Mm. So that's a pretty cool deal. Uh... Anyway, so there's that. Sounds pretty cool. You know, it uh, sounds like a pretty cool deal, I guess, if you're if you're a current subscriber of Darkfall Online and want to get your friends to join. And you can you can get paid out through PayPal. And uh, well, yeah, I mean, it makes it a little bit easy there. And just so you know, the progress a community publisher or someone taking advantage of this, you get an administration panel which will detail all of your. Referrals and earnings, so you can watch the money roll in. Yes, the millions, millions. millions Screw that day trading, man. <laughs> I'm gonna resell Darkfall subscriptions. There you go. Damn. There you go. Um, Darkfall also announced that uh, their new free expansion, Conquered the Seas, is going to be launching next week. I was shocked. I had no idea that they were that far along. Yeah, so I, you know, according to some of the reports that I've seen, there's going to be lots of skill changes. I guess magic is going to receive like a major nerf. Oh man! According to the early reports, the screenshots or the the little movie trailer they show implies massive boat combat stuff. Yes. So you can finally stop you playing finally like Pirates of the Burning Sea. <laughs> yeah. If, well, that would be cool though. You yeah. know. You, you know, can, pirate, good old pirate combat, maybe? Totally. Looked good. Maybe um, equip your, your ship with some stuff. and Yeah. Lay waste to anybody who... Since you magic's... Know, like, you could, like, take over. Like, if you could take over, like, a river. Well, since magic's going to be gimped, you could just start to catapult your mages into other people's ships. Use them as fodder. That would be so cool. Like, sorry, man. You may be a level 40 mage, but... 
you're also a really good candidate for a mm, cannonball. Yeah, you can like sink other players' ships. Say stuff you like can that. say you sank my battleship. Speaking of sinking ships, <laughs> nice smooth. Funcom has posted a nine point six million dollar quarter three loss, but they're positive. But they're remaining positive through this tough time. Uh, the company said that its financial position remains strong with three, what is it? 3.3 yeah. million in the third quarter. Oh, no, 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 no. They they have um, 34.8 million in cash. As of September 30th, and that the most recent implementation of cost reduction initiatives, including layoffs, which we all we oh. all know that layoffs are a good thing. Truly a good way to reduce costs. Will lead to a cost. saving of around 400000 Dollars per month. So that's like seven or six or seven developers. Uh, Funcom has a Korean partner, Neowitz, and they'll launch a limited Age of Conan beta in Korea starting in November. While the development of its next high end MMO, The Secret World, is said to be progressing well despite a recent delay. Yes, that makes a lot of sense in a sentence. Progressing uh, well despite the recent delay. Yeah, they also have uh, some free-to-play MMOs that they're looking at releasing soon. Pets vs. Monsters and the and the uh, extreme skate... Well, not skateboarding, uh, snowboarding. That's the head-scratcher. Like, yes. Somebody gave them 270000 to make that. Yeah, they're going to release that uh, extreme, extreme gaming MMO uh, hopefully soon. Uh, you know, you know. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but when you, you know, you see a financial report like this, yeah, and then you, you know, but then you have it coupled with the hype of, oh, the secret world. Oh, I'm look, really looking forward to seeing what they do with that game. It's like, no, you can't do that to yourself. <laughs> you can't don't, do that to yourself. Don't go there. Don't go there. This company has can't possibly have anything to offer you. It's going to be tough. I, I mean, how many, you know, yeah. Okay, fool me once. Anarchy Online. Shame on you. Fool you twice. Fool you twice. Age of Conan. Shame on me. Fool you three times. You're just a fucking moron. <laughs> you're just a fucking moron. Slightly bitter there. I'm just saying. Well, Age of Conan isn't bad. It's just... Not... What everybody's playing right now. I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Three strikes, you're out. I mean, shouldn't there be some kind of law? That you, you shouldn't <laughs> oh, yeah. have like a. It's the the laws of uh, of uh, commerce. Uh, the laws of the old bank account. I guess. Um, Champions Online to introduce Nemesis Confrontation. Whoa! So that must be their new expansion. Mark, tell us a little bit more about this new expansion. The halls of the Unity headquarters are silent and tense. Very, very tense. <laughs> Using this vast array of deep space scanners, the super scientist Mintiak has detected a dangerous anomaly. Think I can say this, though, in the first attempt? Probably not, but just just work your way through it. <laughs> what? It's a... A quick... Quillafothic rift in space. Uh, that was just the setup from the Champions Online Nemesis, Nemesis Confrontation, uh, uh, whatever so what are, it is. What blurb. are they going to be offering players with this 
new expansion. Well, it looks like, I guess if you can call it an expansion, it looks like it's a, a little add-on for uh, a little addition to the game with some content, in-game content with Menaces, as Jason would say. Yes, Menaces. Myth That's Mini. right. It's, a, it's got a new Nemesis lair. Um, it's, so it's going to be a confrontation update. And it'll be available Tuesday, November twenty fourth. So just next coming week. soon um, to a gaming to a gaming venue near venue you. Near you. Um, some new features, new costume sets, and the costume sets look. And those come with the game. You don't have to pay for them. Yeah, apparently, you don't have to go and use your hero bucks, Sweet. hero dollars. Um, the new Nemesis Lair. Break out of an intergalactic prison to square off against your nemesis and the evil Shadow Destroyer. This team-based in-game lair sets your heroes against your nemesis, recruited by Dr. Destroyer himself. Additionally, there will be new perks which look like Motorhead slogans. Um, I don't know. Looks pretty cool. I don't know. I think Motorhead did a better job with their slogans. There's a whole bunch of rewards. It's a pretty... Like the, the... the new costume sets are pretty dark looking. They're very gladiatorial in look, and it's I don't know. They kind of I like how they look on the chick, actually. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I kind of kind of like. It Might have to re-roll a chick just so I can. Yeah. Just so I can check them out. They're kind of reminiscent of some of the raid gear in Warcraft, World of Warcraft, if you ask me. Yeah, kind of. But, kinda. but uh, anyway, new. New at new content, so new, new, new. Give it a shot. Um, I think they just had a thing for the. Uh, I think just last night I I was checking out the on the public test realm. You could log in, go go to this contact outside the powerhouse, and get leveled to forty to try this out. I didn't have time to do all that, but mm-hmm. I got leveled up to forty, and that was kind of fun. Ah, you did, yeah, just to see what it was like to have all those on powers. the test server on the public test server. So, what what is your character level on the regular server, if I might ask? Twenty one, mm-hmm. something like that. I haven't played much at all, and then I have another one that's like fifteen or something like that. So that. That lifetime subscription is being put to good use. Definitely, you're, you're, you're going to take a lifetime. That out. It's going to take a lifetime. <laughs> um, other cryptic news: uh, Star Trek Online open beta dates have been announced. Uh, according to a press release, uh, Star Trek Online will hold its open beta. From January 12th to January 26th, so that's a mere, well, less than, less than two months from now. Jason and I were checking out the closed beta tonight. Yes, we, we and can't... it looks ready for launch. Yes, if they were to launch tomorrow, probably not a good idea. That's all we can say. Anyway, in other news, <laughs> in other news, um, speaking to the MMO players out there, MMOs take up to 14%. 14%. Of gaming time in the United States. <sighs> That's interesting. So according to a survey uh, from an international study, console games, by comparison, claimed 34% of game playing time in the States. Uh, TNS and GameIndustry.com conducted surveys with more than 13,000 respondents aged between 8 years and older. <laughs> 9. In the US, UK, France, Germany, and the Netherlands. Belgium. 
Belgium. We're huge in Belgium. All countries were in the hizzy. Yep. And they gathered data. Um, so they found that an average of five and a half hours a week per player is devoted to massively multiplayer online experiences in the States compared to 4.9 hours for console players and 4.8 for casual game portal players. Oh, that's me right there. Of the U.S. online population surveyed, 21% said they play MMOs. 45% of those count themselves as paying MMO players, while 30% have spent money on casual game portals. It goes on and on and on, and eventually... So I guess casual gaming portals, you're talking about games like Club Penguin, maybe? Yeah, or, or even less, like just Flash games, you know? Right. Like Desktop Tower Defense, to name name one that... Captures my attention. Right. Has your heart. Has my heart. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty interesting. Some of the stats they came up with are funny. Like, two-thirds of the U.S. and European participants that reported playing MMOs are male. As for the age groups, 8- to 12-year-olds make up the biggest segment in the U.S. I find that everything about that to be completely I, I, incorrect hard, based on... I believe how... No. Where, where do they get the money? No, that's not right. Unless they they're talking about they're counting stuff like Cub, Club Penguin though, I guess. So Right. But it's like every other survey that we've ever talked Ooh, about, man. it's been it's shown like a lot of ladies play. Right. And the ages are spread out from you know, into the 50s and 60s, right? You know. So it's Sometimes, with, yeah. a, with a median in the 30s. So I don't know. I just it seems like these the eight to twelve year olds are the biggest gaming segment out there. We must target the eight to twelve year old market quickly. Let's make GI Joe the MMO. <laughs> you know what? It could happen. It could and it, it might work. And it just it's crazy, but it just might work. Anyway, um, yeah, they of the U.S. console players, they came up with twenty nine percent also play MMOs and twenty five percent. On their mobile phone. <laughs> oh, God. That's just... It's like the is the mobile phone gaming industry, you know, it's, it is. It's it's huge. I can't understand it. I, I play, like, the most non-action type games on my mobile phone. Like, you know, I think I'm still playing Drop 7, right? I just... Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know that... You know, well, I, I knew that mobile gaming was... You know, a, a pretty huge chunk of the market, but you know, geez. And this just on the heels of the news that the Nokia Engage is in, <laughs> is over. Yeah, it's it's all over for them. Well, let's get on to some general gaming news, where we'll talk about some mobile gaming. Mobile gaming. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about these mobile games and and the impact that they've had and and the um, financial aspect of it, which is kind of depressing. If you read this <laughs> article from Gamasutra.com labeled "iPhone Piracy: The Inside Story," um, I think the just the opening sentence kind of says it all and sets it up kind of quite nicely. 
when indie game developer Bran Stolk detected 1,114 copies of his The Little Tank That Could being played online, he suspected something was up. He had, in fact, only sold 45 copies <laughs> of the new iPhone game. Stolk had fallen victim to what is being called rampant piracy in iPhone titles, possibly worse than has been experienced for so long on other platforms because of the ease of which it can be perpetrated. It's kind of astonishing just thinking about that. I mean, think about that. So 20 times All right, more. So you know for a fact that you've only sold 45 copies at two dollars a you know three dollars a pop okay and you're like yeah and then and then you and then you see oh my god there's a one one thousand one hundred and fourteen people playing this game all at the same time yeah i i know some people with jailbroken iphones right and i'm not sure how it works but anytime a iphone app comes out it's like just a matter of time before it appears wherever they get this stuff from and that, and that's typically, you know, what they say. And some of these things aren't that cheap. Like the TomTom iPhone app is mm-hmm. $99. And that was available to them within like two days of release on iTunes. Who's responsible for this? I don't know. I don't understand like how... Do you the- think Apple should be held responsible for something? I mean, the, the Apple. A- A- Apple, who has been known for... Oh, we have no problems with our <laughs> with our operating system. Right. You know, we are, you know... We are bulletproof. We are bulletproof. You know, no viruses can can take it, take our machines over. We're, we're the, we're the hip choice. Yeah, I don't if think you're, If you're going to pick a new PC, no, don't pick a PC. Pick a Mac. Should it be technically possible for them to detect... Hacked phones, yes. Just like it's, as we'll cover later, Xbox 360s are, if you det- you know, they can definitely detect when those guys have been right. hacked and they have taken strong action. So if you could essentially brick a iPhone every time you detect it's hacked, and it does have to go out and talk on the mm-hmm. network somehow to, to do anything, right? Right. So, you know, it, it seems... It seems I mean, talking about, I mean, there's still you. I mean, this is what drives me nuts. Okay, people are stealing games and applications that costs nothing except three dollars. Like, except for $2. like dollars. Tom Tom being a huge outlier, right? But yeah, typically it's like these things. Things don't cost that much, and usually they'll have a free version too, right? To get your feet wet, and if you get far enough, then you go, yeah, you know what? Just like a demo. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people do it because they like the homebrew applications that you can't get on iTunes. But definitely part, what goes with that part and parcel is the whole, hey, I have I have the distribution network to get every stolen iPhone app there is. I might as well load up on things like a... $99 GPS mm-hmm. system for my car and I might as well have, you know, latest and greatest whatever. So, yeah, it's just uh this is just it's mind-boggling. I, mean, you, I don't own a you iPhone, have to, so I don't Yeah, you have to blame the pirates for pirating. You can't blame Apple for people pirating, but you can say, 
hey, you know, but I'm you're not making I'm, your, your I'm, system secure enough I'm, where this right. shit can't happen. I'm publishing this through your system. I'm trusting you to exactly to see that I get paid for you know what and 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 they're they're not. And so, you know, perhaps the guy should develop develop to a different platform. You know, it's I true. Know. I don't know. It's true. Sad. Um, yeah, Greg Yardley. Um, confirms that getting ripped off by pirates is the rule rather than the exception. Um, he's the co-founder and CEO of Manhattan-based Pinch Media, a company that provides analytic, uh, analytic software for I- iPhone games. Uh, the software gives developers a sense of how their application is performing, how many people are using it, and what they're doing within that game. Um, it also includes a few a few simple checks to determine whether the game has been pirated or not. Um, he estimates that about 8% of the iPhone app market uses his analytic software. Um, what we've determined is that over 60% of iPhone applications have definitely been pirated based on our checks, and the number is probably higher than that. Um, while it's impossible to estimate how much money developers are losing, it involves more than the price of the game. What developers lose is not necessarily the sale, because I don't believe pirates would have bought the game if they hadn't stolen it in the first place, but when there is a back-end infrastructure associated with the game, that's an ongoing incremental cost that becomes a straight loss for the designer. Right, like when it saves your high score, right, or or allows you to, you know, rank up there with against other players that's all some kind of centralized server that they're paying for yeah you know cost to keep middleware going it's really it's really pretty unfortunate i i just wonder why you even bother you know if you're a developer for an you know an iphone app why do you even bother you know and, the, and what's it, the fucking point and it's sad too because it happens too with with everything like flash games get pirated all the time like so like say you have a flash game and you're running it on your portal and then all of a sudden you see your same game advertised somewhere else and somebody's taken it and they've they've basically decompiled the code or or they've done they've done something to where now it's running on their portal but it's your game it's your code but it's you know they're getting the advertising dollars or they're getting the membership fee right. or whatever it seems like it seems like it's just it's everywhere right now with this stuff. So I don't know. You know, I I kind of said, you know, maybe you should develop for another platform. But what's the way to go to see to it that you're not, you know, not out a bunch of time and money? The percentage of piracy for that initial stat is just insane. It does. It seems like That's, such a waste. Yeah, it's too bad. So, again, if you're an iPhone app developer <laughs> and you're angry about this story, Channel Massive would love to enlist you to, to write an app that would allow people to <laughs> download their podcasts. And we're fine and with it. They can pirate it all they want. They can pirate all they want. <laughs> yeah, uh, what else do we have? Horrible. Well, hey, let's, let's just continue down this whole pirating road, shall we? Sure. We're going to jump to a story. Um about Abington IP, um, who is a intellectual property law uh, firm who is uh, 
conducting an in- investigation um, against Microsoft. Um, it's being conducted regarding business practices of Microsoft res- with respect to its recent cancellation of certain modified Xbox consoles for use with Xbox Live. So, what they're doing is they're asking for your name, phone number, email address, and, and your your experience with Xbox Live. If you were a modder uh, of your Xbox 360, of course, only doing so to pirate games and, and whatnot, had your Xbox Live account recently shut down. No, I was only modifying it so I could play Asian imports. <laughs> Isn't that the common... Uh... Sorry. <laughs> had to turn anyway, there. if you were an Xbox Live subscriber, had your modified Xbox console banned from Xbox Live, and were not refunded a prorated sum for the time left on your subscription, or have experienced other problems as a result of being banned, no. and would like to participate in the Clax Act... In a class action against Microsoft, please submit your information here. I'm going to sign you up, Jay. Hope you don't I'm, mind. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> are you fucking shitting me? Wow. They're actually, they actually have the balls to try to get people's money back. You know, they, they like, you know, the thing is, is that they fully admit, yeah, I modified your Xbox. Here's my name, phone number, yeah. email address. Maybe this is all just a front from Microsoft where they're like, yeah, I'm thinking, you know now what? we have a list. Yeah, now we have all. even more. We will seize the infidels and what we will enslave them at Redmond. morons. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, were, were, were these bands done at a fortuitous time? No fucking doubt. Yeah. You're talking about... It happened at the time of one of the biggest console releases of all time. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2. It was perfectly in sync with that. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Imagine like, they'll you be... Know, you have you have those fucking assholes who are trying to rip you off and rip your developers off to develop for your console. You have them by the balls. Yeah. Because they want to play the hottest fucking game out there. Yeah, that's... And all of a sudden they can't. Or actually, they can. They just can't play it online. No, exactly. Right. They just. But you know what's Modern Warfare Two without the. Yeah. You know, online multiplayer aspect. What's it like without the ability to chat with people while you play? Exactly. Exactly. Well, so yeah, yeah. W- was it timed exactly? You know, at that right time, sure. I, I'm pretty sure that Microsoft was like, yeah, we. We we know exactly what we're doing with this, and I don't blame them. Isn't I don't that blame them funny for it. too? Because but now they're all but now there's like you know a class action lawsuit trying to recoup their their lost you know time on oh, Xbox Oh yeah, that's Live. great. That's just hilarious. Give it up. Give it up. You that's did. Just you hilarious. got your hand caught in the cookie no, you're jar. Like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Keep <laughs> pressing this. Keep pressing this so we can get every one of your names yeah. and phone numbers and email addresses so we can track you down and persecute you to the fullest extent of the law. Look, if you, you dumbass motherfucker. If you really want to roll that way, just get a get a buy you can get on eBay and you can buy a a bricked not really bricked, but uh, you can buy an Xbox 360 for 50 bucks now that can't ever play on Xbox Live, 
and you can have that one and you can have and it's going to be modified you can have that in your regular one mm. and then if you want to play all the you know illegal pirated games you can do that on your that X, you know, can have a stack of Xboxes. You can have the legal and the illegal. Right, right. Hell, maybe you can have the illegal one have some big old mag wheels and glow underneath it or something. <laughs> I don't know. A nitro pack. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it cracks me up that this is even brought up. It's like, you guys are idiots. Yeah, it's pretty. Serious idiots. Uh, Microsoft uh, dismissed some Natal rumors that came out last week. Uh, Noah and I. Uh, talked about a little bit uh they insisted that they weren't accurate and that there were a lot of things that had yet to be decided um the comments came after a report uh, i think we reported it from a website M- mcv uh which uh said that uh natal was going to be priced at um a very low price point uh, we're talking like around less than a hundred dollars. Oh right. Uh, which kind of got me excited. I was like, "Well, shoot, you know, if it's going to be that cheap, then yeah, you know, then that's definitely the way to go." Um, totally, that would have been. Uh, Neil Thompson, who is the uh, big UK boss for uh, Microsoft, said that no, they weren't accurate. They're rumors. I've got nothing more to say about it. <laughs> Damn you. So we're still very much in the baking on Natal, and there's a lot of things to get decided on it. So before you all get excited about you know getting a cheap version of Natal, um well, that may not be the case. Baking. I didn't yes. know they were baking. I, I like how they, he put that. You put the we're you very mix much in the, the yeast and the water and the salt and the flour, <laughs> and then yes. in, in a few short hours you have a Natal product. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, Canaan Lynch two, Dog Days. That's great. Will be coming out in two thousand ten. I think the only reason why I bring this game up is that it got such horrible reviews when it came out. And you may recall, and this was like back in, what, 2007? Yeah. I think it was. Uh, Jeff Gersman, who used to be an editor Oh, no, we're not going there, are we? uh, GameSpot.com. Gave it the review. You know, and this was at the time where where Kane and Lynch ads were, like, plastered. Like, literally, like, their whole fucking web design was changed to accommodate Kane and Lynch. It was like their hi- super-hyped video game from hell. Oh, yeah. It was like, all you'll need this season is one game. And if yes. it's going to be one game, it's, it's going, going to be, be Kane, Kane and Lynch. Lynch. Yes, exactly. And then he wrote that review. And he, and he basically just gave it this, like, review that was like, eh, meh, whatever. And, yeah. you know, and it wasn't, it's not like he was the only the only reviewer who gave it that kind of review. I think Metacritic, the Metacritic score was, like, in the 60s. Yeah, it wasn't like he was out on a limb there, no, right? No, no. Well... And we're not saying this is why, but let's just say it. You know, it kind of led to his termination. 
Yeah, you can at GameSpot. You can go to Wikipedia. I mean, there was a lot of there was a shitload of money dumped on the advertising for Kane and Lynch, and as soon as this review came out, it was like, <gasps> and of course that led probably well not probably most definitely yeah. led to his execution. Yeah, he was dismissed and as the editorial director of GameSpot. His, yeah, so he moved on, created his own website, uh, game, uh, the gaming review website giantbomb.com um, which is doing just fine as far as I can and tell. It probably has reviews and previews that aren't bought and sold. So probably. hey. Probably. How's that? Probably. How's that? Although I don't know that they'll, re- <laughs> they'll receive a review copy of the new, <laughs> hey, the new Lynch game. Hey, maybe Jeff, they, would you like to review our Maybe they'll do it just Lynch out of spite. It's like Edios is like, let's push this guy over the edge. Let's send him like 50 <laughs> copies of Cave and Lynch 2. But you know what? And I, I'd love for it to happen. I just, I'd love for him to just go out by the game and, and do a review maybe of it. Maybe we should take up a, we should take up a, a like a, a collection, a collection, for him, and send and him, send him a copy, send him a so copy. Can review it. That would be hilarious because I don't want to review it. From I mean, your friends like, at Channel what's... Massive, we'll never play this fucking piece no. of dog shit. But hey, here's your chance to drag <laughs> it through the. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> no, that's an idea. We'll have to work on a. That's on an idea. A, we might a, have to work on that collection. So, Mark, if I was to tell you that. I created this ultra-violent video game, but I could still get it in on a teen rating. Would you be interested to sell more copies of your video game? I'd want it for EC, early childhood rating. <laughs> early childhood rating? <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing. I didn't either till looking at this article. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's kind of interesting. EC, early childhood. Yeah. I had no idea such a rating. The ratings, the ESRB ratings are still as ridiculous as ever. They are. They are. And they really haven't changed much no. over the years, have they? No, they they just... Nah. Anyway, in, in a panel at the Montreal International Gaming Summit, uh, some of the key players there discussed the importance of social responsibility. And th- this across publishers, developers, uh, retailers, and ultimately for the consumers. Uh, The the developer of WET, Hmm. if you've seen WET, WET's like this uh, campy grindhouse-ish video game. Uh, Anyway, uh, the uh, CEO uh, for... This developer, uh, Remy Racine, claimed that some publishers were willing to go as far as to deceive North America's ESRB to receive a lower rating and therefore a larger potential audience. Really? That sounds... I had no idea that happened. That sounds uh, pretty normal to me. (laughs) Says, as a developer who has worked with a lot of different publishers, we're aware of many that have tried to cheat the rating. They say the ESRB, that is a teen rating, rather than a mature rating, to try to sell more, you can do this by just sending them a video that doesn't show the most violent stuff, and then you'll get the rating that you want, rather than the rating that you should get. That's really? 
I never suspected such a thing would happen. No, not after, like, the whole South Park movie fiasco. No. Where they <laughs> no. managed to sneak in, like, <laughs> everything. a flopping Saddam Hussein penis <laughs> and everything else they wanted. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, this isn't any different than it is in the film industry, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, what they're going to try to get away with is pretty much anything they can and think that, think that they can get away with. I mean, yeah, if you made a game and you got the um, adults only, the AO rating... Oh, that's like the kiss of death. Which is like Age of Conan's rating, I think. It's like... Is it? I think so. No. Isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's mature. Or is that the mature... Oh, anyway, as I as I totally blow it away, uh, <laughs> but even immature is like seventeen plus, right? And adults only and is eighteen drive, plus. You know, the mature rating alone is going to drive away most parents from. Yeah, you know, if they take their kid to the local GameStop and and they go, "Mommy, can I have that game right there?" And they see the mature rating, they're like, "No, no. you cannot." <laughs> Yeah, it's... There must be boobies and violence in that game. But we'll go home and let you watch some really good stuff on, uh... On Skinamax later. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite bad. Late night Skinamax, oh yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah, I don't know. I I think this is no surprise to anyone that, um... Publishers do everything they can to get the widest audience by having the... Well, it's not like the SRB is... You know completely at fault here. I mean, they, what do they want them to do? Yeah. They want them to, like, sit Play there the over, over the developer's shoulders the entire time they're designing the game and going, oh, no, no, you know, if you do that, that teen rating that you guys wanted, it's going to go up to mature. Yeah, they should just have some teeth, like the ESR, ESRB should have teeth, like, okay, publisher, you, you pulled the wool over our eyes with that whole... You know, Grand Theft Auto, or whatever that you said was, uh, you know, everyone. Oh, whole hot coffee. Well, not thing. really. I mean, because that was an add-on, but like, you know, just saying. <laughs> you said you said GTA was like everyone rating, and it really should have been like mature or uh, teen or something like that, right? And then they say, okay, so you can't really penalize them monetarily, but it's like the next time you want to get a title. Well, in, no, apparently there is. Apparently there are checks and balances. Balances and checks. Like that, um, yeah, I think I found a quote here. Um, Elliot Misrahi, uh, who's a spokesman for the ESRB, said that ESRB takes full disclosure of content during ratings process extremely seriously, and companies that submit their games to the ESRB know this very well. We re- we regularly check games post release. Post release. Yeah, it's too late. To verify that submissions were complete, and that it's very likely that if a game contains undisclosed content that would have affected the rating assigned, we'll find out about it. In such cases, ESRB can actually impose fines up to $1 million, as well as require corrective actions like relabeling or even recalling the product, both of which can be obviously very costly. Mental note, no porn for the channel Massive iPhone app. <laughs> like, I was thinking of a pretty bad background for yes. it, but now maybe we shouldn't Maybe we should rethink our strategy. Yeah, I don't want to get fined a million dollars. No doubt. 
No doubt. All right, well, let's get on with a little bit of the weird gaming. Always news, my favorite. So, what do you think you could possibly do to make Final Fantasy XI even better? How about. Uh-huh. Online Wait wedding services. Oh man, that's awesome! That, <laughs> I love it. I am thinking I should just cancel all my accounts and switch back to Final Fantasy XI. Final Fantasy XI has a new wedding system in place, oh, that is and just it so... makes the entire procedure all so much easier. And and you can get pretty advanced in this. I guess so. So the new wedding system is now in place. What can we do to turn your wedding into your dream wedding? To make it a wedding that you'll remember at least until the next one. Um, You can select a site for the ceremony. Yes. Um, Let's see. Many couples choose quiet retreats, grand palaces, locations with stunning scenic beauty, or places that hold special meeting. You can, um... Oh, damn it! It's limited to, to weddings between player characters. I wanted to force an NPC into a wedding <laughs> with me. <laughs> that was my whole plan. Like that boss monster that people were, like, dying. Yes, as they, you know, yes. They were putting... It was, like, the 16-hour... I wanted to force that thing into a marriage with me. And then I'd, I'd, I'd carry it over the threshold and, you know, have my way with it. But apparently it's limited you can, only to You can to prepare the wedding vows. You can, yeah, you get to sketch out the, uh, there's like a flow to it. Yes. In, in fact, they, it's so funny. They have links to um, the different variations of wedding vows. Recommended wedding locations. That you can have. Yes. So, so it has like a, you know, you can read through the whole ceremony here between all the different scripts. Uh, shall we? Uh, shall we? Uh, uh, let's 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 read. <laughs> let's read through I, it. I'm looking at the wind, windurst one. Which one are you? Uh... I, I was doing a different one, but we oh, can I... we can always get on the same page here. So let me get on the your yours the wind the windurst one. Okay. Um. The the groom and bride face each other. If the bride and groom do not, the Sybil celebrant should say, face each other. What shall you present to to bride's breast to make your <laughs> oath of blood and flesh? Groom, I have grilled a salmon that I have caught in the Cheval River. <laughs> this item can be any food. The groom can also... What shall you present to the groom's breast to make your oath of blood and flesh? I have spent the last three days making this winter salad. Please toss my salad for me. (laughs) Such precious gifts are understood. Now give unto each other your blessed food. (laughs) Groom and bride exchange items. Sybil Celebrant says, When stars rain from the sky and morn, and when the night brings its awful strife, will you protect this woman, never to be torn? Do you take her to be your sacred wife? I do. Our destinies 
are bound. When the sun stays hiding in at midday, and brings forth darkness no soul can withstand, will you protect this man and never stray? Do you take him to be your sacred husband? I do. Our destinies are bound. So, as you consume, two parts become whole, and now you are one with your partner's soul. Please proceed to the sacred altar where you will take her. Take her now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Consummate the marriage. <laughs> Consummate it. it. Consummate it. <laughs> Not with her clothes on. What are you doing? Oh. Well. I think some think I went a little off script there. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, apparently they've just have, like, so now you've got, like, these scripted wedding events. Makes it totally easier to why to make an online marriage happen. Why the fuck did I actually get married in person? This would have been so know. much easier. It would have been. Could have like all got the you plans guys. were like laid out for Could've you. Got the wedding party to log in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know they wouldn't even had to have traveled. Could have done this. I could have scheduled the wedding not when not during a Bronco game, which is what actually happened. I think it just blows my mind that. They thought that there was such a demand for online fake weddings that they had to go through all this trouble to script all this and, out. And by trouble, like we mean a lot of trouble. Like champion or city of We're heroes. Talking like, well, no, there's like probably a lot of programming. City hours of heroes involved. like figured out how to monetize just costume options, and that was it. But this is like a it's lot like a of whole trouble. wedding. Yeah, a whole wedding is scripted for you. And it, like, sends out announcements to the participants. And it's like know, a I'm... boss encounter, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest boss encounter you'll ever meet, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Many of you will not survive it. No. Many of you will try this multiple times in your life. <laughs> so, and, and just when you thought you, you've succeeded? That's... That's, that's when the real trouble begins. That's when the yeah. That's when the encounter changes. Totally. When the boss when and you, you don't have the gear to deal. You've with You've slain that. the first boss, but now there's a new one called prolonged agonizing divorce. <laughs> and, yeah, and trust <laughs> Child me, child custody. Not, there's not enough purples in the world that's going to save you from yeah. this one. Prolonged agonizing divorce, and it's and it's three minions. It's three. It's three lieutenants. Child custody case one, two, and three. Oh wow! Wow, that was—that's crazy. I—I I can't believe they've done that. Well, if you're going to divorce somebody, you're, you know, that usually involves lawyers, and lawyers usually mean that somebody's suing somebody. Well, we talked about—I think Noah and I brought this up a few weeks back—where a band, uh, Resistance Gamer, had sued uh, Sony. Um, from being banned from the PlayStation Network. Well, apparently the same gamer has sued the two remaining console makers in a new lawsuit. So now Microsoft and Nintendo are defendants in a federal complaint which was filed uh, today. Or no, it was yesterday. Uh, Microsoft is being sued for the Red Ring of Death who is affecting the plaintiff's Xbox 360 console. Uh, Eric Estiliavo notes that as he is disabled, he cannot afford to pay the well over $100 fee to fix the console, nor can he afford to purchase a new one. He feels that Microsoft should have to bear the burden that is now put on the shoulders of the disabled plaintiff. 
Wow. He's seeking $75,000 from Microsoft due to undue stress. He has undergone since the 360 broke, and the sadness he will have in the meantime of finding a new one that he can afford. Well, as we've outlined, you can buy a new Xbox 360 on eBay for $50. (laughs) Right. You just can't play online. The same complaint targets Nintendo over a Wii system update. Uh, The update 4.3 disabled his homebrew channel, which he shouldn't (laughs) have had in the first place. Oh, God. Because it's obvious that he modified his Wii. Oh, Oh, dude. (laughs) Uh, Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Damages are to the tune of $5,000 for interfering in the plainest pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I love this part. Eric Astiliavo, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your last name, says that he suffers from depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, you think? Panic, Panic disorder, agoraphobia, and Crohn's disease, all of which lean, lead to his leaning on video games heavily for happiness. I can't, there's got to be a side story where he's also got a prescription for legal marijuana. <laughs> Maybe. Because you don't like list all that stuff out and not go... For the marijuana no, thing, you gotta go for that. If you're gonna sue for seventy five thousand dollars for sadness, then you should definitely at least get stoned out of your mind. Take daily. it all the way. Yeah, take it all the way. And yeah, I mean, it's just. I'm sorry, but if you're suffering from all that shit, why haven't you just killed yourself already? <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm no. I'm sorry. I hate saying that, but come on, come on. Jason now crosses the line and yeah, so I cross the I line. Can see, I can I mean, see. Sure, the I mean, this is obviously a frivolous you. lawsuit. Oh well, yeah. Well, especially the whole homebrew channel thing. I've we've seen. Yeah, we've seen the homebrew channel, mm-hmm. and we and that was part of a process to do what hack a we. That's right. Yeah, I, that's right. Oh my god! Don't feel sorry for you. Uh, rock paper shotgun posted this hilarious. Hilarious screenshot today. We've all, you know, we've talked about Modern Warfare 2 and how people are all bitching and moaning, and there's a big movement about how, you know, Modern Warfare 2 didn't have dedicated servers for PC players, and they're all pissed off. Well, so the Steam Boycott member list is hilarious. So you pull up this screenshot, and it shows. It shows all these members, and all the members are playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> <laughs> and they're boycotting what? No, it's it, that's the thing. It's like the member list for the Boycott Modern Warfare they're 2. They're all playing mo- game They're all playing Call, Call of Duty, Duty Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2. 2. <laughs> Except one guy is playing Counter-Strike, yeah, trying to get somebody to join Counter-Strike. him. There's like... A couple of guys One, two, playing three, uh, call. Some players are playing five, six, <laughs> auto surf. Seven. Yes. We want dedicated servers. We're boycotting your game, but we're playing it. Yeah, fifteen people. Eight of them are playing the game they're boycotting right. allegedly. No, it's hilarious. It's more than that. It's like oh yeah, that's just a small picture. Yeah, it's just a small little fraction. Well, anyway, I just thought that was kind of hilarious. That's a hilarious screenshot. If you're off. gonna choose, if you're gonna take on a cause, 
Yeah. That's how you stick with it. You, yeah. You, you take it on, but then secretly you go ahead and do what you're against. <laughs> Much like the Republican track record for voting yes. against gay rights. But, you know, what are you going to do? Another backassword's way of getting your message across is a anti-violence uh, against women campaign. Uh, this is part of a Danish anti-violence campaign, and it features an online game called Hit the Bitch. This is to teach us about not being violent towards women. Towards women. Yes. Although we all know that anything you do in a video game causes you to do it in reality, right? I mean, that's that's oh, what we're always yeah, told. Yeah, no doubt. So this is perfect. I feel like killing somebody right now. Well, yeah, with a magic spell, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to lay your actual hands on no, a weapon. You know? No, no, no. Um, magic missile all the way. Yeah, or maybe that one that you, you tap them and then they explode. Yes, walking bomb. Walking bomb, yeah. My favorite spell. That might be good. Uh, Hit the Bitch is the work of the NGO for children exposed to violence at home, and it lets players smack around a girl in a bid to elevate scores from the level of pussy to gangsta. Users who possess a webcam also have the ability to go interactive, as physical swings and slaps will be translated to on-screen violence against the girl. Oh damn! It's only offered to Danish it's only, internet users. It's only users. offered to the Danish internet users due to the high amount of traffic to the site. Although the gamer game makers note that domestic violence is a global problem, so please support the fight against it in your local country. So this is like the wrong way to go about sending well, a, a a good message. I like I like the f- the end of the article says by all accounts the game ends with the girl on the ground bleeding and crying. <laughs> One user reported that the game calls the player an idiot for participating. But that, so that's supposed to make you feel. There's so many mixed messages here. <laughs> I know. If if it's possible, like, what am I supposed to not do? I get the feeling that if it could, this game would like directly trigger your pleasure center every time you hit the person, mm-hmm. and that would further tell you, no, this is bad. Huh. It's like the the shaking your head no while saying yes. <laughs> while saying yes. yes. This game is bad for God. you. Oh man. That's I mean, Yeah, it's it's this is like just an it's an example of a a good idea gone wrong. Way wrong. Like just Way wrong. There's other ways to educate people. Seriously. Not everything needs to be a game. We're not that bad. Seriously. For God's and sake. And finally we'll wrap up our weird gaming news segment with a poor little boy whose parents obviously were trying to punish him by taking away his Xbox. Well, after this happened, a 15-year-old boy told Buffalo Grove Police that his parents had taken away his video game system and asked whether they were within their rights. They were, the police told him. The teen called 911 at about 12.50 12.50 p.m. <laughs> Sunday, but then hung up, said Commander Steve Husak. Officers were sent to the house, and after hearing the story, told the youth that his parents have the authority to take away his Xbox as his punishment. Oh, my God. He was also advised to listen to his parents. <laughs> Husak did not know why the boy was being punished. It's probably the same kid that they caught on, uh, yeah. on uh, was it Ventrilo? 
where he went, where his right, parents wanted he him to go play the soccer game. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to go play a soccer game, and he's like, "No, I'm playing World of Warcraft." No, and it turns into this like knock down, knock down, right. screaming mm. battle with his mom, and then the parents handle it as poorly as possible. Like, like I only, I'm only up to being a parent of a three year old, but I already know that some things are non negotiable. But they go into the whole right. negotiation mm. phase. And it's like, no. Grab him by the... Get him in a headlock if you have to. <laughs> Take him out to the freaking car and drive to the soccer game. You do not negotiate. <laughs> we do not negotiate with, with terrorists, terrorists. Or teenagers. <laughs> or three-year-olds. Three <laughs> oh, I just thought that was kind of a cute little story. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a good way to end it. Hey, you know, you can't negotiate with your kids. And the, but the fact that the kid just called the cops That's thinking great. that he could get the cops to side with them. This is illegal. <laughs> this is illegal. You cannot take it. You video. can't take away my stuff. It was given to me by my grandma. <laughs> and she's coming over too. And boy, are you going to be in trouble? Oh, yeah. That's just classic. Wow. <laughs> And so concluded episode 113 of Channel Massive. Mark and Jason were spent from an evening of podcasting. Many beers were valiantly conquered by our band of heroes. One cat was nearly stepped on. Another was nearly rolled over by a chair. Baths, bathrooms were visited, toilets were flushed. But our heroes emerged triumphant and victorious. We'll see you next time for Channel Massive Episode 114. Until then, we bid you adieu.